0: As a Catholic people, there are some things that are very important to us always uh, in our faith journey. And the most important, of course, is going to be for us the celebration of the Eucharist. I think that's why during the COVID period, it was so difficult for us uh, to have those shutdowns. Uh, it was we really felt uh, something was missing from our lives. Even the uh, young people who sometimes grumble that, "Oh, I have to get up and go to church again," uh, they were saying, "When are we going to do this again? When are we when are we going to celebrate Mass again? When are we going to have the Eucharist again?" And and there's still as we as we sometimes watch it remotely, uh, uh, which is a good thing for those who are, are really struggling to to make it back into large crowds or to to those who are shut in or those who are uh, homebound. Uh, It's good for us uh, to still have that, but there's something about being together. There's something about coming together as God's people and celebrating the Eucharist together, to give thanks to God for the many things that we have, to give thanks to God for our blessings in this world. So this weekend, we begin our 40-hour celebration, something again that was sort of put on hold during the COVID time. we didn't didn't have the the grand celebration. Uh, For us as Catholic people, that Eucharist is so important that we want to know that Christ is still among us. And as we place the monstrance on the altar, as we place the host, uh, the blessed sacrament in that monstrance, it will remind us that Christ is always very near to us, that his real presence is here with us, his body, his blood uh, follow us. This feast started this whole celebration of the, the Adoration Adoration, Eucharist adoration began way back in the in the 12th 13th century. Very popular in uh, in Italy first, obviously, uh, and and mostly in the the city of Milan. Uh, In fact, my patron, Saint Charles Borromeo, was a cardinal of Milan, and really uh, was. Instrumental in having Eucharist, uh, Eucharistic adoration in every parish uh, as often as possible uh, for people to spend time in the presence of Christ, to spend time in, in, uh, in a spiritual way. Uh, and I think at 40 Hours, it not only benefits us individually, but even as a, as a whole congregation, we receive a grace that only God can pour out upon us. So whether we're here or whether we're at home, we're still getting that grace that love of God poured into our hearts to really give us an, uh, um, an incentive to become more active, more prayerful, more more vigilant in, in our, our our call to to serve one another, to love God above all, and to to come to into his presence. It became popular in the United States under Bishop uh, John Newman, who was a Bishop of Philadelphia uh, many years ago when uh, uh, the uh, the No Nothing Party was uh, running parts of the United States, the know Nothing's were very anti Catholic. and And John Newman thought how important it is for us to pray for each other, to 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 have that common bond uh, in the presence of Jesus Christ. And fortunately for us in the diocese of Harrisburg, minus those COVID years, we have been continually having forty hours uh, year long. Usually, uh, you know, the, for, I think the first one started. Uh, Last weekend, and we consecutively keep moving through the diocese until every parish has had its opportunity to bring Christ uh, to the altar for for our prayer. So not only are we coming together this weekend to to celebrate this Eucharist as a family of God, but to really commit ourselves to praying for each other over these days. There are some who have signed up on the, the board in the, in the um, lobby for personal prayer, for time to pray for the needs of our family and our friends. We all have that opportunity to come together, even from our, uh, from our home. I think of all the things that we need, that we have, that we uh, for which we could pray. You know, our personal things, our special things, the people of our lives, the the people of this parish, the people of who are sick, the people who are homebound, our jobs, our schools, our country. There's so many opportunities for us to turn to God and and have that reconnection, that reestablished prayer line of intercessory prayer for each other and for the grace of God to pour out upon us. I'm going to use this year... um, in 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 the adoration it's all going to be here by the way in the in the church for those of you who are coming um I'm going to use the the, the backdrop the the reredos that was painted uh icon for um holy thursday more it's got mary, Saint, uh, the virgin mary on one side st john the baptist or st john uh the beloved on the other side and and i and i think about that and the reason i'm using it is for this while, while Jesus hung on that cross, everyone who said they loved him abandoned him except them. They stayed. They stood at that foot of the cross, risked their own lives. They, they stayed because they knew, they recognized Jesus as the way, the truth, the life. They recognized the light of the world. They recognized he who was going to overcome death so that we might have eternal life. And in his darkest hour, they stood there with him. And I, and I think that whole idea, I like that, 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 that they're there to remind us that, that Jesus stands with us. That, that as they stood and we stand next to Christ, he stands with us. And as he said to that repentant thief on the cross, Your sins are forgiven, today you will be with me in paradise. But Jesus, to remind us that Jesus is in our darkest hours, he weeps with us, he feels our pain. He suffers with us. He died for us. He also celebrates the victories. He likes coming to our parties. He likes celebrating the great things that we do together as a family of God. He wants to know our joy and our victories and our accomplishments and and all of our skills that are being used to transform this world into the light of Christ. You know, think about this little host. This is what we're going to be looking at. This little host. Simply Bread and water. It's flour and water. No additives, no preservatives. You know, it doesn't come in flavors. Uh, it does come in whole wheat, but we choose white. It's a little cheaper. But, um, <laughs> but you know, what, what is it? It's simply a wafer. It's 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 a wafer. It, it, you know, I've been chaplain in, in schools for fifteen years. I've caught kids in sacristies eating these for lunch you know and, and 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 what makes it appalling nothing is a wafer but when it becomes the body of christ it's sacred it's special it's different it's, it's, it's so different, because somehow in that transubstantiation, the, the, by the power of the Holy Spirit, this flawed wafer, and sometimes they don't always look right. Sometimes they have marks, and sometimes they're chipped and damaged. And as you get your own host, you'll notice there's always a difference. They they look alike, but there's always some slight difference in each one. They're not two of them alike. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, this flawed piece of bread and will become perfected it will become the body of Christ the blood of Christ each being unique each with its own flaw still becomes the body of Christ and and you know and what about us we're unique we're flawed we're broken and yet we still become members of the body of Christ you know we heard in that second reading tonight about Onesimus a slave who, who ran away for doing something wrong and was hiding out and one day heard Paul preaching and embraced Christianity and became a great disciple of, of, the, of the church. And Paul sends him back to his master after a, a number, some time with him and he calls him Onesimus. We don't know what his real name was. He calls him Onesimus, the Greek word for useful. You once thought you were nothing and now you have a purpose. You once thought you could do nothing, and now you've been restored in Jesus Christ. That's what this does for us, too. What happens if this happens? That happens still has potential. This host now broken for me into three pieces, this wafer still in the patent with the help of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God, will become the body of Christ. It will be whole again. It will be restored to its original purpose. And so we too, we too who are flawed and wounded by the grace of the Holy Spirit are perfected and, and, by, and transfigured into Christ, the image of Christ, and invited to become part of his body. So even though we feel that sometimes we have no potential. Even though we've been some, through some rough years and learning how to relive and do things differently under a, a new kind of world in which we live, God is still calling us. He's calling us to take our imperfections, allow him to make them perfect, to take our moments when we feel useless and to make us useful. And so I invite you to join the, the Virgin Mary this week to join St. John the, the, the Beloved and to stand with Jesus and let him stand with us. I invite you to come and pray with us, to be healed with us, to be forgiven with us, and to become the body of Christ with us.